0: But I want to talk to you guys the second segment about um, well the first segment we talked about being willing to do things other people are not willing to do. And we talked about the Good Samaritan. You know the priest and the Levite uh, when you read that story there were two two other characters or two other people in that story. You had the priest and the Levite. Uh, They saw the injured man and just left him there. And, and a lot of Christians do that. You know, people need help, pastors need help, and they can see the need and they just go to the other side of the street. But be, be willing. You know, if you want to be, be used by God, you got to be willing to get your hands dirty, you got to be willing to love on people. You know, this morning we are talked about being the greatest in God's kingdom. With greatness comes responsibility. You know, when you think about it, every time there's a crisis in the world, there's devastation in the world. Our country, the U.S., is the first country there with food, medical supplies, uh, counselors—you know, just to help people, just to help hurting people. And so, with greatness com- comes responsibility. And so when you're willing, when you say, Lord, I'm, I'm willing, uh, use me, you know, God will use you. And we talk about doing doing everything in excellence, you know, being, putting your best foot forward. You know, that what my mom told me still sticks with me today, man, you, you, you leave your name on everything that you do. You know, when I make the work schedule, I can tell who who, did, who worked that night, who was there and who wasn't there by the, the way people do things. I was reading about Joseph. You know, the Bible talks about Joseph. Joseph, Joseph was in Potiphar's house. And the Bible says Potiphar didn't, he, he turned everything over to Joseph. He didn't, he didn't even know what he had, but he, he trusted Joseph so much. You know, Joseph was a person of excellence. You know, can Pastor Jim give you the keys and just say, hey, lock up for me. You know, hand the wrist for me. There's not many people I can give give my keys to and say, hey, I might have one or two. But... Can you be counted on? Can can you be trusted? And that that's the level God 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 wants us to be helps ministers, but He wants us to come up to to another level. He wants us to be professionals at what we do. And and and, and so be be a professional. I still clean toilets. I still sweep the floors. I still mop. I change light bulbs. I do it all. I write checks. I write checks for twenty, thirty thousand dollars sometimes. And so I had one of my guys call me. He said, uh, uh, "Byron, I I, uh, I think I mastered helps. Man, I straightened chairs out at church. He worked for me for two two years, and he said, I usher and." And I said, well, you're, you're the youth pastor, right? He, and I said, well, what's your, your, your budget for the youth group? And he said, well, man, I really don't have a budget. The, the, the church has to finance us about 50000 a year. And, and I said, well, maybe you can start helping your, your pastor raise that 50000 And he said, what? And I said, yeah. I, I, I said, well, you've been doing it for, well, uh, for me. I just never told you. That's why we do all all of the events that we do. And so in these last days, God God, God wants us to come up another notch or two. Be a professional at everything that you do. If it's running the bookstore, if it's sweeping, mopping. You know, in the game of football, when a player has the ball and he drops the ball, what is that called? And man, when you see a fumble, you see guys clawing and scratching after that football. That football becomes priority. And that's the way we should seek opportunities in, in the local church. Fumble football. When the chairs need to be straightened out, that's a fumble football. When there's paper on the floor, fumble football. You know, back home, we didn't, we didn't let our pastors do anything. And we told him, Pastor, you you don't need to cut the grass. You don't need to paint. You don't need to clean. We we got it. You just preach. And in fact, we used to make him mad because if he would vacuum, we would take it from him. We, We got it. You see, and pastors need people like that around them that's ready. And you got to be ready to serve. You know, Acts chapter 3. You don't have to turn there, but the man that was laid at the gate. uh, uh, Beautiful. You know, the Bible says that that Peter and John, they were on their way to prayer. And so when when you encounter people, you know, you won't have time to get get prayed up. You got to live ready. You got to be ready. You have to stay ready. They were going up to prayer and, and, and the man expected to receive something. And I want to talk to you guys about expectations for for, 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 for for a little bit here. I like to call it tiptoe expectations. You remember we talked about prayer this morning and lighting that firecracker. We said when we light that firecracker, that firecracker is going to go off. When we pray, things are going to happen. When you activate that fuse, things are going to happen. When I tell my kids, when we pray, get on your tiptoes. God's going to move. Tiptoe expectations. You know, Jesus told his disciples to go to uh, Jerusalem to expect to receive power from on high. Man, we expect finances to come in. I, I expect my body to be healed. I expect everything to flow right, to to go right. I I, I expect it. I'm 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 looking for success. I'm on my tiptoes every time. Tiptoe expectations. You know, when a woman is expecting the baby, that baby's coming, ready or not. So you need to start getting ready. You need to start getting the room ready, the crib ready. You need to start clearing out things because the baby's coming. But tiptoe expectations, expecting God to move. You know, Smith Wigglesworth talked about moving the spirit of God. You know, you can touch the heart of God. The Bible says Cornelius gave gave alms to to the people and his his giving went up to God as a memorial. Get God's attention. Get your pastor's attention. Two two weeks ago, we had... um, Mrs. Hagan, she, she purchased a letter opener, and the letter opener came to Rama. It was a couple thousand dollars. The letter opener was missing. We Until this day, we don't know where, where it is. So, so her secretary called me and said, hey, call Byron. If he's on campus, Byron will find it. When I used to watch Michael Jordan play the ball in, in tight games, Michael Jordan wanted the ball. You see, in helps ministry, you got to want the ball. You got to want to be the go-to man. You, you got to want it. Man, if something's going on that church, you got to want it. I'm, I'm, pastor. I'm here. You got to want to take that winning shot you got to want it. If, if there's a conference happening, you got to be here. you got to want it. And watch God take you places. You know, anything happening, I, I, I always wanted to be involved in it. It doesn't matter what was going on campus. I'm, I'm getting involved. They didn't even have to ask me, I'm coming. If, if they need, need somebody just to sweep, there's always something that needs to be done i i was telling somebody that, that uh, last week i've never seen people fighting to clean a toilet <laughs> i've i've never seen people fighting over you know who who's going to clean the restrooms but you got to have that attitude man i'll do it get out of the way i got this you don't want to cut the grass? Fine, step aside. There's just more, more blessings for me in heaven. You see, and that's, the, that's the kind of attitude you must have. You must have the attitude of a lion. A lion is the king of the jungle. And so you got to want the ball. Man, I want to be involved. Being creative let's talk about being 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 creative when you read the story in fact mark chapter two i 'm just going to read it right right quick um, we're going to read about the uh, crippled man, and again mark two verses one. And again, he entered to Calpurnia Cap- after some days, and it was noised abroad that he was in the house. And stairway, many were gathered together, in so much that there was no room to receive them, no, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them, and, and they came unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come in, nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was, and when they had when they had broken it up and let him down in the bed where, where the sick of the palsy lay, and Jesus saw their faith, and he said unto the sick of the palsy, "Son, thy sins be be forgiven thee." Okay, man, Jesus was holding a revival, and think about it: these guys they were carrying this guy on the stretcher, and they couldn't get to Jesus. And when you read the story, you know, there was a crowd around the house and they said, man, we we can't get in. And what a lot of people do, a lot of people just give up. They just stop right there. Well, I guess we just go home. Uh-uh. But when you read the story and you look at they probably carried their friend around for probably a couple of days on a stretcher, and in ministry, especially in health ministry, you're gonna have to carry people. I know at times I need people to carry me. I need friends to to believe in me, to carry me, man. When I'm when I'm tired and. Don't want to keep going. I got people. Thank God, I got people that are carrying me. And 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 at times you're gonna to have to carry people, and people are going to carry you. When you think that you won't make it, assignment will be right there. Assignment will be at your doorstep with a check. Assignment will be there with a meal. You know my my. Um, my wife tore tore her Achilles tendon playing, playing volleyball. She likes to play play volleyball, and um, you know we took it to the hospital and all. And so she's she was in a boot and on a scooter, and now now she's uh, walking. But during during that time, you know we had people just show up at the house with meals. We had people just show up and say, hey, man, if you need anything, we're, we're, we are here for you. But, but at times, you can have to care of people. You, you have to believe the best in people. And so, but get, getting back to, to this story, um, there was no way in, in, in the house because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof, and they took the roof off the place. And sometimes you got to take the roof off the place. I will not be denied. I'm not advocating violence or anything of that nature. But at at times you have to be tenacious with your faith. You know, when you read read the story, the Bible says Jesus saw their faith. And at times you're going to have to join your faith with someone else to get them through. You know, when you're down, you know, we will go, go through things in this life. But it won't take us out. But join your faith with your pastor. Join, join your faith with, with people that, um, you know, need help. But there was no way in the house. And if you notice, Jesus never talked about the roof. They, they actually damaged the guy's roof. But they didn't give up. When you think you're going under, you're going over. And so we, we talked about trusting God. But being, being creative, you have to think of creative ways. You're going to have to just sit back and assess the situation. Man, Man, we can't get in this way. If I can't get in from the north, maybe we can go to the south. Maybe we can go to the east. or we need a we need $5,000 for this project. How how can we get it? We we have 30 days. You know, a lot of times when when I don't have the answer, I look forward in my staff. Hey, do you guys have have anything? I know I was telling my uh, class I, I I have an eighteen-year-old guy. He he, he works for me, and I was um, I was given the responsibility to come up with a hand sanitizer stand, and I just could not figure this thing out. And we and we had two days, and and so one of the guys on my staff, he said, "Mr. Byron, why don't we just take the." The old stand and just adjust it and and uh, make it fit there i I had never thought about using two different components and combining combining it together, but he was creative enough, and it was something simple. you know but you have to look at things because the pastor may may give you a project. hey, figure out a way to get this done. See, you're going to have to see an alligator and see shoes in it. (laughs) Remember that seed illustration that we did? And that's my next point, innovation. You you, you know, innovation is taking something old and just using it in a new way. You know, we have a roller skating rink at Ramah. We had never used it for the public It was only used for, um, you know, our late skates for our students and for our church members. And and so um, we decided, I decided to just start using it for, you know, other things, for birthday parties. In fact, I called up Craig and I said, man, you know, from the time we started, Until now, we didn't raise over a million dollars just in parties. But taking something old, taking the resources that are around you and just using it. You know, Samson was put in a situation. Samson, Samson was surrounded by a thousand men. And all he had, he looked around and he had a jawbone of a donkey. And he slew a thousand men. What resources do you have around you? What do you have in your hand it It could be a business see see you have to see see beyond what you're seeing you see you're going to have to look at a tree and see a pulpit because when when uh, covid hit i was telling pastor jim and in and in uh, shelly when i was a missionary we had epidemics every other month cholera uh hepatitis so when when covid hit i was used to buying stuff and And nobody told me to do it. I just started doing it. I just started buying supplies for the ministry because I knew what was ahead. And a lot of times your pastor won't tell you what to do. But if you assess situations, that's why it's so so important to be sensitive to the spirit of God. A lot of times, you know, you're going to get things, you're going to get leadings and You know, the Lord might, might lead you to do something, and you just need to do it. You, you know, a lot of times you might have to use your own money to start buying toilet paper, to start buying supplies. You know, if i got to use, uh, use my own money, I'm not talking about do, do something crazy. You know, you always have to check with leadership if you're going to do something big and serious, you know. You always want to do that. You know, but if it's things within your, your scope of, of responsibility, you know, you just might want start, to start doing it. You know, when you're in charge, you've got to be sensitive to the Spirit. When, when you're over area, you, you need to know who's, who's coming in who's coming out. We're talking about being, 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 being innovative. My wife and I took a cruise to the Bahamas a couple, couple years ago. We went to, I think it was Atlantis. And the guy was telling us a story about the island. He, he, he said, you know, this used to be a dump. But he said, somebody came from the U.S. and they saw the island. He, he said they had toxic waste and, and hogs and other wild animals on the island. So they, somebody came from the, from the U.S. and they looked at the island and they, they thought it was the location of it was good for a business venture. So that's where Atlantis is. They went in and cleaned it up. And had the environmental people in to inspect everything, and and now Atlantis is on Hog Island. But you may see, you may be be looking at a dump, but somebody might see a gold mine in it. Innovation. You you have to know how to navigate. Through different situations and through through different things, I was re- I was reading about Steve Jobs. He he took old computer parts and and created the um, uh, computer that he, he he's uh, famous for the the Apple computer. But ju- uh, just using what's at your hand and being being creative with it. You know what do you have in your hand? Or Roberts, he built a university with no money. See, you don't need money to do things. Everything God God has has called me to do, we didn't have uh, have the finances, but. When we started, we just started doing a doing little bit that we could, and we kept adding. Somebody had come, and in fact, it was, a, I think it was a month ago, somebody gave my department a donation for 25000 The lady walked in the office with a check, hey, we just want to bless you guys. And I said, ma'am, thank you. But we're always expecting. We're always looking. We're always calling. I call accounting every other day. Hey, did we get anything in? I'm on my tiptoes. Tiptoe expectations. I'm 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 looking out to see. Hey, how, how's God gonna move? You know, sometimes you're going to be, be in situations you're going to have the Red Sea before you and you're going to have Pharaoh's horses nipping at your neck. And you're going to have to trust God. You may have to pull out a straw and, and breathe through the straw from underneath the water, but God's coming. You just got to stay stay faithful. Don't Don't give up. A lot of people give up in in, in the middle of crisis. That's when you're the most creative. When it look like you're going down, man, you need to start rejoicing. A lot of people panic and they, and they start questioning God. Lord, how did you get me in this mess? And, and sometimes you just got to go to bed, get up, and, and praise the Lord. When you pray, leave it there. And I know, man, that sounds easy. But especially if you're a business owner. You know, you're know you going to have to tr- trust God and, and, and know how to flow with the Spirit of God. God, God will show you how to get out. Just uh, just pray. The people that you think that you can trust, the people that you, th- you think that's going to help you, they ain't the Simon that, that you expect. You know, God, God's going to put, put somebody in your path. They may di- direct you to the right place. Last thing I want to talk about is love. Man, man, you got to love people. You know, the ministry is all about loving people. You you know, Solomon Solomon had a dream, and in the dream, you know, the Lord told him, Solomon, ask me for anything. And, and Solomon didn't ask for the wealth of the world or for fame or for riches, but he asked for wisdom to lead the people of God. And so when you have people first, when you put people first, you know, people are the heartbeat of God. You know, God, God will always take care of you if you take care of people. There, there are two places in the Word of God where Jesus commended individuals for having great faith. Can, can anybody tell me? The centurion. And, and the Syrophoenician woman, yeah. And if you notice, they, they were not believing God for a car or a house, but they were believing God for healing for someone else. They had someone else in mind. And so ministry is all about, that's why we use our gifts to bless people. That's why we love on people and, and, and encourage people, because we we are, we are love people. And that's what the ministry is all about, man. Just, Lord, make me a blessing. Lord, make make my life a passageway. How many of you guys have a cell phone? You know, the... Uh, the cell phone is useless without a charger. You know, if if you take the charger away, well, you can't charge your cell phone. That 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 charger gives a cell phone life and, and batteries, and that's what we need to be. We need to be that that charger that gives people people life, to give people hope, help, healing. And then the last thing I want to talk about is. For, uh, forgiveness, you know you got to forgive people you, you, you know when uh, people do you wrong, man you gotta let it go. you know you have to let it go. Second Timothy chapter four, Paul talks about um, an individual in the Bible named Alexander the Smith. you know Paul said. 2 Timothy 4 verse 14, Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. You know, but he said, hey, the Lord's going to reward him. And when you work in, in, in ministry, you know, people are going to rub you the wrong way. You might have a Mr. or Mrs. sandpaper <laughs> that you got to deal with. And you know, you got to forgive. You got to just let things go. You know, one time we, we uh, used to take a—I um, used to play flag football at, at Rama, and in the summertime, we would take a team and play out in the, in, in the city league. And there's one particular game, I was playing in. You know, I'm a big guy. This guy about five-five ran over me embarrassed me. He just knocked me on the ground, stepped in my chest. <laughs> and I got up off the ground, and and, and I was telling Joe, Joe Dunnick, I said, Joe, I'm going to get him. <laughs> I said, J- just call the play, I'm going to get him. And Joe said, Byron, you got to let that go, man. We're right here. I mean, let it go. And I said, no, I'm not letting it go. <laughs> and then the Lord started dealing with me the Lord started telling me let it go and I told the Lord I said no I said Lord I'm not letting it go I said I'm embarrassed the guy stepped in my chest and I told the ref I said ref what the flag and he, and he said I, I didn't see anything and I said okay I said watch this next play And so the next play, I I, I ran over the guy. I just put him on the ground, and and in the process of doing that, I, I, I ripped open my hand. And the Lord said, "I told you not to do it. Let it go." And I said, "Oh man, I I should have listened It took my hand five years to heal because I didn't let it go." And. And the Lord kept telling me, let it go. And I was and I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I'm not letting it go, I'm gonna get him. You know the Bible says, Vengeance is mine. And when you don't let things go, man, you, you you hurt yourself. And so, but it took my hand five years to heal. I kept ripping it open. In fact, that was my last football game. I was done, done done for the season. But when we don't let things go, man, we open ourselves up for anything. And as men, sometimes our egos, man, can can get in the way. We just got to let things go. You know, if somebody cut you off in traffic. You know, I was, I, I was preaching down in Florida, you know, and I was just going too slow in the interstate, and this guy just pulled up next to me at the toe, just cursed me out, and, and you know, I felt my temperature rising, and I looked at my hand, and I remember I didn't let that go. <laughs> and I said, sir, God bless you. I remember how long it took my my hand to heal. Do you guys ever watch these uh decorating shows when they go in and and buy homes and they regut the home. And they go in fix it up and you can't remember how the house used to look. You know, you see before and after pictures. You know, sometimes you uh, you got to redecorate your feelings, your, your emotions, and just let things go. But a lot of times, man, we, uh, we want to take vengeance. We, we want to help the Lord out. And the Lord said, vengeance is mine. And I know now, let it go. If somebody does, does something wrong, I just let it go. I had a friend of mine uh, several years ago he said, Byron, can, I, can you loan me 100 bucks?" And I said, yeah, man, of course. I can loan you $100, not a problem. He said, I'll pay you back in two weeks. Well, four weeks that passed, six weeks that passed. Then he came back to, to, to my office. He said, Byron, I need another 100 Can you loan it to me? And I said, hey, well... Uh, what's going on, man? You need money. He just said, "Man, you, you know, just, uh, uh, just life." So I went ahead and gave it to him. I, I, I've been knowing him for over twenty years, and um, you know, he said, "I pay you both. I, I need another hundred. I pay you the two hundred in two weeks." Mm-hmm. You know, three months had passed. You know, di- didn't hear hear from him, and. So he came back by the office, Byron, I need another 100. And I said, well, I said, man, I can't help you this time. He said, well, you didn't forgive me. And I said, I forgave you. Forgiveness is not the issue, but I need to be a good steward of what God has given me. You know, because a lot of times people try to play the, the, the forgiveness role. Well, you got to forgive me. You didn't forgive me. I forgave you. You know, that's not a problem. Of course, I'm going to forgive you. But, you know, I need to be a good good steward. And you need to let things like that go, too. You know, because if you don't, man, it's going to hinder you. You know, you you want to be free to hear from, from from God. You know, the worst thing that can happen, God is still still going to bless you. You know, I told him, I said, man, look, don't, don't even worry about it. <laughs> Help your family out. Do what you got to do. But, you know, when we get offended, we got to let things go. But when you read about Alexander, um, 2 Timothy 4, 14, Alexander the copper smith did me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his works. Of whom be thou aware also? of whom be thou aware also for he greatly withstood our words that my first answer no man stood with me but all men forsook me I pray God that it be, it be not laid, laid to their charge notwithstanding the Lord stood with me and strengthened me that by me the preaching might be known and that all the Gentiles uh, may hear and how I, I was delivered out of the life, the, the mouth of the lion and the Lord should deliver me from every evil work you no, know, Paul. Paul. Paul basically said, "Hey, let it go." And that—that's what we we uh, we must do. We must let things go. And when, if if we want our faith to work, and if we want to go on with with God, forgiveness is not an option. Uh, it's a must, you know. And you don't want to minimize hurt, you know, because people have serious things that they go through, you know, and. Um, you know, some, some people need, need time. Time will heal. And, and so you want to be sensitive to that. But, you know, you want to lo- love people.